Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. Scott, what's going on today? Hey, brother. How are you doing today? It's a beautiful Uh, day. Yes, it is. It's uh, it's always good to be back with you. I, I I know that every time we get together, I'm going to learn something. So I love that. Oh well, I like that too. I like I like your attitude towards our show. That's great. It's great. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people that are listening have that attitude. And so uh, today, I'm hoping that you can clear some things up for us because you're going to be talking about the ABCs of annuities. And I know that annuities can be confusing, right? I mean, that, that's, so that's number one. And and I don't want to be. This show isn't about me, but I remember hearing years ago that annuities were just, you know, they're not good. You know, it's, people are just trying to sell you stuff, but in doing research and, and learning from you and, and talking with us, I know that there's a tremendous amount of information out there on annuities and sure there's probably some ones that don't fit the right people. Uh, but there are some annuities that are really good from my understanding. So where do we start with this topic today? Well, yeah, Eric, you know, you're, you're hundred percent right. And, and, you know, I, my mantra has always been education. You got to get the proper education. Mm-hmm. There's so many misinformation out there. So many facts out there that people are trying to spew all over the news, you know, the wave, the new news waves or the, mm-hmm. you know, the internet, and it's just not accurate stuff. So I'm excited to do this class. Cause again, if people learn a little bit more about specific topics and issues with annuities, you can find that they could be very excellent products for you if they're, if they're used properly. And that's yeah. kind of the key. Well, let's start at the beginning. How long have annuities been around? Well, ironically, a lot of times people don't know this, and they think the annuities are a fairly newer type, pro- you know, newer type product, something brand new. But actually, you know, most historians give credit uh, uh, to the Romans for actually creating the concept of an annuity. The Romans, right? Oh. And you know, <laughs> a couple I, years back, yeah, a couple years back, <laughs> 1759 is when annuities were first brought to America. Seventeen fifty—that's hmm. two hundred sixty-two years ago. Uh, kind of crazy, wow. yeah. You know, when they first brought to to the America, they were actually offered only to church pastors in Pennsylvania. Mm. So good old PA started the whole concept. Uh, you know, they weren't really offered to uh, the, the regular public to other people until like 1812. But still, that's a that's a that's a long time ago, right? Yeah. So they've been around for a long time. 1905, Andrew Carnegie actually founded uh, the teachers' pension program, um, and, and which actually started using annuities. I mean, they formed a company in you know 1918, I think. You know, the Teachers Insurance Annuity Association. So again, it's been around. Annuities have been around for a long, long time. And of course, have changed over the years, but uh, they have definitely been a, a financial product for for years and years. So okay. All right. Yeah. So if you had to define what an annuity is for our audience, I mean, I'm sure it's obviously back in the Roman time, it was slightly different, but what would you define an annuity as today? Well, you know, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a simple concept. You know, I, I say an annuity is a long-term contract between you and an insurance company uh, where you actually make either a single lump sum payment or a series of, a series of payments into, into this, into this product, into the savings account. And then you have some different guarantees and benefits by by doing that, you know. And I refer to it as a long term contract because you know with annuities they'll typically you're going to keep them in a certain uh, with a certain company for a certain period of time, maybe a three year program or a five year, seven year, ten year. Uh, so it is something that you're going to put in and you're going to keep for a while, not something you're going to do and then give up in a week or two. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the areas people kind of run, run into some problems. So, all right. Yeah. So I, 
I'm sure there's different types. Well, I know there's different types of annuities. I, I know of two of them off the top of my head. Um, I've heard of fixed annuity and I've heard of a variable annuity, but are there any others? Yeah, so those are two of the most common that you hear about. But you know, really, you can kind of clump these into you know about four different types of annuities. And of course, there's always variations with different insurance companies of, of the different product lines. But basically, four types. You know, the first type is is an immediate annuity, an immediate annuity. And of course, the second one is that fixed annuity that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, the other one's the variable annuity that you mentioned. And then there's kind of a cross blend. You know, I call it a cross blend between a fixed and a variable. You know, and that's called the uh, fixed equity indexed annuity so yeah there are several types of annuities that's for sure all right well i guess that would lead me to my next question can you explain them um you know what each one does and how they work individually so yeah sure 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 so so the immediate annuity um the immediate annuity is something where you actually put a sum of money into a contract and you generate income immediately Okay, and immediate annuities have been around for a long, long time. As a matter of fact, I, I met with a client about three, four weeks ago. We were kind of talking through different uh, different products, and you know, he had mentioned annuities. He goes, you know, I, I don't, I would never want an annuity. And I'm like, hmm, wonder, wonder why he's saying that. What kind of facts that he got or didn't get right? Mm-hmm. And I started t- talking to him and learning about what he did. Well, him and his him and his uh, wife were both uh, state teacher retirees, right? STRS. And I said, well, you know, you said you wouldn't even want to own an annuity, but you already own two. And he goes. What are you talking about? I own two. We don't own any annuities. I said, you sure do. You know, those defined pensions that companies offer you, you know, defined pension is what you get a pension once you go to retire. Mm-hmm. And you basically just showed up and didn't get fired, put X number of years into a company, and they gave you a pension, right? Well, those pensions are paid out in annuities. And sometimes people just don't kind of realize that. And it actually says it right on the statement. And he said, my goodness, I didn't even realize that was the case. So hmm. the immediate annuity, you put the money in, and it's going to generate income. Uh, and and there's a variety of different options to pick, you know, when you uh, start to generate that income, um, whether it's a lifetime pay or, or or a payment that pays to me, and then I pass away, my spouse gets a certain percentage of that. So that's kind of how an immediate annuity, you know, kind of works, generating income right away. So got it. Okay. Yeah. Just on on immediate annuities, what do they start at? I mean, as far as like somebody says, you know, that sounds interesting to me. What are we talking about lump sum that they would have to pay right off the bat? Well, it depends on different companies, but there's companies out there that you know start out annuity deposits at five thousand and you know go go clear up you know go clear up to a million dollars plus. Mm. But you know obviously if you're going to create you wanted to create some income right away, you know obviously your single deposit's got to be large enough to create that income to, yeah. to you know, kind of have it make sense. But you know the nice thing about that immediate annuity, the, the beautiful thing is once you start that income, it's typically going to pay out for life. So now you're not having to worry about that income ending. And you probably know, you know, we talked about this in another podcast. One of the biggest fears that retirees have is what, you know, am I going to run out mm-hmm. of money before I run out of life? And that guaranteed check coming in every single month, guaranteed until the day the Lord comes and takes you, that's a pretty nice benefit. Now you got to look at all the other benefits and make sure it fits into your plan, your mm-hmm. retirement plan, uh, to be able to think to, to utilize that. So, but immediate annuities are used regularly with you know with defined pensions. Interesting. All right. What about the fixed annuity? Well, you know, the fixed annuity, and I kind of summarize this up as, as being, you know, kind of like a CD, right? A fixed annuity is very similar to a CD. So, you know, that fixed annuity, you go and you put $50,000 into this fixed annuity. Well, your principal is going to be guaranteed. Your principal is going to be guaranteed on that. And you're typically going to earn an interest rate. And usually there's two interest rates. One's the, the current interest rate. You know, what is, it, what is it paying now? What is it paying this year, first year? 
Um, and maybe let's say that's just off the top of my head, maybe it's a 3% current interest rate. Um, and then again, it has a typically a minimum interest rate. So after that first year, the first guaranteed period, it's gonna pay at least a minimum amount of interest. And again, a lot of cases you'll run across a fixed annuity that has a minimum of a 1% interest rate. So the beautiful thing about that product is again, your principal's guaranteed, you're gonna get that current interest rate that might be guaranteed for more than the first year. It might be a couple years of, a, of the initial rate, mm -hmm. but then it's always gonna pay a minimum interest rate no matter what. So again, a very uh, excellent product if we're looking for a no risk type situation and we wanna try to earn a little bit more interest rate than a CD. And generally speaking, the annuities typically will pay a little bit higher interest rates than CDs. So, again, so another great product if we're using it for the right thing, and that's the key, mm -hmm. you gotta use the proper annuity for the right situation and based on your you know, specific portfolio needs. Okay, so you said the principal's guaranteed, correct? That is correct, yeah. Okay, so let's take that example you gave, $50,000. So with a fixed annuity, um, the, the principal being guaranteed, if you're not taking money out right away because it's not an immediate annuity, so you're, you're waiting a certain amount of time, is and you're guaranteed the percentage rate right correct does that mean that if you're not going to take money out for 10 years that the principal and the the earnings from the percentage rate that was guaranteed is all of that guaranteed at the end of that 10 years it is it is yeah okay yeah so so what's going to happen is you're not going to have any type of a market downspin you know you're not going to lose any principal because of any type of a market downspin and it'll pay out at least the minimum interest rate on that specific fixed annuity okay so again right. it's a great cd alternative you know again you're looking for somebody who wants the guarantees they're not want to take any risk in that with that specific amount of money uh but they want to earn you know some interest and so it works wonderful all right yeah. well and variable you, annuity you know, yeah so so before we get into variable perfect sure. example you know we hear all this all this stuff on on um you know, maybe we hear it on the radio or we hear or we look it up and we Google it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we always get 100 percent all the facts on Google. Right. <laughs> uh, and the, th the thing that bothers me the most on annuities is people get you know, they get misinformation because somebody takes one single part of what that annuity does and they don't tell you all the rest of the context. Right. They take one fact, don't tell you the rest of the contract, you know, the, all the other contacts that, that involve and then. It, it kind of misunderstands what that thing is. Like, for example, the median annuity. You know, you do an immediate annuity, you're going to get guaranteed income for life. Well, if you choose an option that's just payable for life, well, when you die, guess what happens to the rest of the money? Hmm. It goes to the insurance company, right? Okay. Well, most people don't do an, a life-only annuity. You know, most of them they're going to have a, an annuity where, you know, it's got a survivor portion. So they pass away, you know, guess what, 50% or 75% or 100% goes to their spouse. Right, gotcha. well, where some people says, well, listen, you know, the median annuities you can never do those because again, the insurance companies hopes you die so they can keep your money. <laughs> well, that's not accurate at all. But guess what? They surround that around that situation. So that's a perfect example of how somebody takes one specific Got part it. and calls it bad, right? Like same thing with a fixed annuity. You know, another thing that I hear regularly is, well, annuities have high rates. You know, they're, they're high costs. You can't. They're very expensive. Well, with a typical fixed annuity, your principal's guaranteed. You're going to earn a minimum level of interest. And there's no fees at all, not one single fee. Mm. So you can't just say annuities have crazy high fees. You know, again, you have to have all the contests. Yeah. So that you know, because I'm important to kind of understand that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, it has to fit your specific scenario, and that's what exactly you right. do every day with your clients is you create these plans that have all the pieces in place, and it's got to be the right piece with the right fit. 
You, you're absolutely right. It's got to fit into what your your whole package you're going to do. Now, you asked me a second ago about the variable annuity. Yeah. Well, again, it's, an, it's, an, it's a variable annuity. It's, again, generally speaking, just like it sounds variable, which means it can go up and down. So with a variable, your balance can go up, your balance can go down. So you can actually lose money in a variable annuity based on what the market's doing or whatever it's invested in. Uh, now, there are some different riders you can add on, income riders and different things like that, that have cost factors uh, that can maybe guarantee the income, but not necessarily guarantee the principal amount. So the variable will take a little bit more risk. Now, again, with anything, you take more risk. Is there a potential higher upswing? Well, typically, yeah. There is, so you take more risk. Potentially, there's a higher upswing. But also, if you're participating in a higher upswing, what do you got to also deal with? Hmm. The yeah. potential down, the yeah, absolutely potential down. So it could have it could have some, you know, potential negative uh, account balance situations that occur. You know, and and the fixed the variable annuity that's the one that typically has a lot of fees. <laughs> so if you're hearing somebody say annuities have high fees, typically, generally speaking, they're talking about the variable annuity because there are a whole variety of fees that are attached with that variable annuity. So, hmm. Kind of interesting. Okay. And obviously, the, the fees are spelled out, I would assume, with whatever you're doing within the variable annuity. Like you said, riders, I believe. Um, yeah, ironically, it's funny that fees are spelled out, but, you know, but, but nobody reads all that stuff, right? Mm. So I always tell people, you know, you got to make sure you know all the fees of a product, right? You got to understand the good, bad, and the indifferences of a product. And if you have a current variable annuity, you know, call into the insurance company and just ask the insurance company, please tell me all the fees that are, that are happening in my annuity right now. What exactly are my fees? Hmm. And surprisingly, you're going to find out that there's typically more fees than you think there are in the annuity. Like, for an example, the variable annuity. You know, it does have a guarantee. Generally speaking, most of them have a guarantee, but the problem is the guarantee's at death. So hmm. you put 50000 into the annuity, and it goes up to fifty five the next year, and then it goes down to forty nine the next year, and then, God forbid, it goes down to forty five the next year. Well, it, generally speaking, if you pass away, well, you'll get the whole 50000 you put in, you know, less anything you've already taken out. So you do have a guarantee at death. Well, most time people don't want a guarantee at death. They want a guarantee while they're alive. Mm -hmm. Well, if you if you if you put some money into an account into a contract, and it's worth less than what you put in, and you die, and you get all your money back, what is that called? Insurance. That's called life insurance. Exactly yeah, yeah. right. So the variable annuity actually will have a mortality charge in there, a life insurance charge inside that contract. Hmm. So again. There's a lot of multiple fees inside that product. You just have to know the fees. Now, I'm not saying that the variable annuity may or may not fit what you're trying to do, but you just got to know the fees. And that's the one that tends to you hear the, the bad rap about high fees. Mm -hmm. They tend to talk about the annuities. But again, what do they do? You know, it's kind of like fake news. What do they do? They take they say, oh, all annuities have high fees. Well, that's not accurate. Yeah. You know, Learn the facts and then determine, hey, is this something that you know, kind of would work in your portfolio, get you to the desired results that you're trying to go for? Yeah, the the, the last one you said this was is crazy, riveting stuff, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's Man. again, it's one of those things where somebody has to call a professional because you, yeah. you just again, uh, I love Google for a lot of things, but finding facts is not one of them. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly right. It's it's tough. It's tough to find yeah, you know, out. You know, Google's like angels from heaven and Lucifer. <laughs> That's yeah. what Google is, right? Because yeah. you can find beautiful, wonderful things on Google and other and horrible, nasty stuff on Google, right? Yeah. Any good thing can you could find negative and twist it all around, and that's kind of the key. Find exactly. the facts, become educated, and then make a good decision. That's what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, fixed equity indexed annuities, I think is what you said for the fourth one, and I, I haven't heard of these before, so what exactly are those? 
yeah, and these are also excellent products, again, if we're using them for the right reason, right? So this, this is kind of a cross blend between the fixed and the variable. And what I mean by a kind of a cross blend, fixed meaning the principal's guaranteed. So if I put, again, $100,000 into this fixed equity and this annuity, the principal's typically guaranteed, right? So I put 100,000 in, the principal's guaranteed, meaning I'm never gonna lose a nickel of my principal because of a market downspin. Now, I could lose some some principal if, if we had no return and I have a rider on there and there's a rider fee. But the point is you're not gonna lose any principal whatsoever based on a market downspin. So now we got the element of protecting the principal. And then once interest is credited to the account, you're not gonna lose that interest because of a downspin in the market either. Mm -hmm. But the nice thing about the equity index, it allows you to invest into an index. So, you know, what's an index? Well, you know, like the S&P 500, that's one of the most common indexes out there, right? 500, one of the most consistent producing stocks in America is the S&P 500, large index. You know, the Dow Jones, there's multiple different indexes and insurance companies have created a variety of other indexes that are very, very attractive. So it just allows you to invest in a larger pool, right? To mm -hmm. give you a better chance, a better chance of having a positive return. Maybe it may be a better interest rate return then putting your money right into the savings account or, or what have you, right? So you got the ability to earn a little bit better of a return, which kind of makes it for a nice situation. So you got some of the guarantees and a chance to try to chase a better return than you may get in, you know, in a savings account or checking account, because we know those banks are paying massive interest rates in your in your savings account, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you Tremendous. can bury I think you can bury your money in your backyard <laughs> yeah. and probably get a higher interest rate than in, in most banks today, right? Seriously. Got kind of crazy, kind of crazy. But again, one other very neat part about that, again, that that uh, that fixed annuity, a fixed equity and annuity, you know, your principal's guaranteed, and we get a piece of the upswing. And I always tell people, you get a piece of the upswing, meaning, let's say that index had an 8% return this year, mm -hmm. right? an 8% return this year. Well, guess what? You get a piece of that 8%, right? Because there's typically a margin or a spread or a participation, meaning there's a cost factor to have that, right? So let's just say, for an example, easy math, let's say the margin or spread's 2%, the account's up 8%, well, guess what? The insurance company keeps the two. They keep the margin of the spread. Mm -hmm. and you get the six, right? Okay. Kind of, a, kind, of, kind of a pretty good deal. Now, let's say the next year or the next period, the next benefit period, let's say that index is minus 7%. So now the index is minus 7%, not your annuity value. Your, the index is minus 7%. Well, guess what? In that year, you typically will get a 0% return. So guess what? In a bad year, in a minus 7% bad year, would you rather have 7% decline in your account value or would you rather have a 0% credit? Yeah, I would definitely choose a yeah. zero. Yeah, that year, you know, they say zero is your hero that year. So again, it kind of allows you to participate in the upswings but not participate in the, downs, in the downspins. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes people say, well, listen, I want all of the upswings. Okay, well, guess what? If you want all of the upswing, well, you need to be in a mutual fund or something like that where you participate in all the upswing, but you also participate in what? All the down. Yeah. All the down. All the down. So again, what are we trying to do with this product? Are we trying to protect the principal, get a better interest rate in the CD? This may be a perfect product for you. Again, based on your specific situation. That's kind of where the key is. It's got to fit into your plan, right? Yeah. So you're saying that you can use an index for this, and, and this is kind of off the wall. Um, I'm hearing a lot about ETFs and ETFs being specialized by a lot of different companies. And there's you can find ETFs for everything, you know, things that you like and things that you don't like. Are those part of what you can choose or is that something different? 
Well, it, it depends on the company. I mean, like say a lot of companies, a lot of different insurance companies offer equity index uh, annuities, and of course they all have specific uh, indexes that they're using. You know, one company might offer a uh, you know a Merrill Lynch a Merrill Lynch Strategic Balance Index. Okay. You know, another one might have EF might might have EFTs to, to utilize. Another one might use a uh, you know Barclays Index, and then a lot of the insurance companies on that product it gives you a couple different choices of those indexes. So if you're looking for maybe a specific index, um, then you need to line that up with a, with a specific, um, you know, specific product. And again, that way, that's why I always lead back to dealing with somebody and working with somebody who's independent, somebody mm-hmm. who can go out there and shop the market for you and, and then find out what you're looking for to fit that product in. You know, when I first started in the insurance business 25, 26 years ago, you know, I worked for one single company, great company, company been around 100 years, great company. You know, but I realized very quickly that guess what? If I work for one company, mm-hmm. you're getting what I got, Eric. You're getting what I got. That's <laughs> you know, it. Yeah. There's no shopping around. You're getting what I got. So I realized, you know what? I don't want to be in a situation where I work for the insurance company uh, or the marketing company or the investment company. I wanted to be in a situation where I truly worked for the customer, right? So being independent and allowing you to look at all the different products, a lot easier to fit the product that makes the most sense, you know, with the customer. So yeah. Yeah, it just here's the thing. If you go to a Chevy dealership asking to buy a Ford, they're going to steer you toward a Chevy. <laughs> so, you know. Exactly right. Here, that's get a it. cup of coffee, get into this, get into this Chevy. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's it. All right. You've said a lot about, you know, on, on these different types of annuities, you talked about guarantees. And I want to dive into that a little bit more. Um, you know, what kind of guarantee do you have with these different types of annuities? And how are those backed up? How, how can they guarantee that? Well, Eric, you know, that's a wonderful question. And again, let, let me also just, just preface this by saying, if you're looking at a specific annuity, a specific product, talk to the advisor about the specific guarantees on that specific product. Again, because so many people take one thing that somebody mm-hmm. says and then they, they apply that to everything and it doesn't work. So again, talk about that specific situation. But just generally speaking, how are annuities you know kind of backed up? You know how is that taken care of? Well, really kind of four different ways. You know the first way is well, it's it, the, the product is backed up by the assets of the insurance company. And, and I think it would be fair to say in today's society, insurance companies are pretty large, lots mm. and lots of money, right? I mean, some of these insurance companies, you got more money than God, right? I mean, there's just massively successful large companies. So obviously your money's backed up by the assets of the insurance company. One of the other kind of factors is annuities are typically, typically in most states, protected from creditors. So in the event there was an issue with an insurance company, the creditors chasing that insurance company couldn't tap into the customer's money, right? So you got some oh, okay. protections there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and we can also talk about surplus capital, surplus capital. So not to get too technical, but, you know, there are solvency ratios that, that insurance companies are kind of are, are, are set up and, and regulated by. And it's going to say, basically, listen, what's the solvency ratio? Meaning how much assets do you have over liabilities? Right, so if you've got a hundred, you got you know 1.0 ratio. Guess what? You 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 have enough assets to cover all of your liabilities. That's not really a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. We want to have a higher solvency rate. We want to have 110 percent, 115 percent, right? So meaning every for every dollar of liabilities we have, we have 110 percent of assets, right? So you know those solvency ratios are good, and the government really regulates insurance companies and makes sure these these insurance companies stay in proper with their solvency ratios because they don't want the insurance company not being able to pay their debts and bills. So that's kind of a kind of a good thing. A lot of companies aren't really based on their solvency ratios. Maybe we should do that with every single company we do business with. That'd be wonderful, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, kind of the last way is just reserves, strong reserves. And, and I think a lot of people have heard of the legal reserve system, right? The legal reserve system. And, you know, and, and banks, uh, you know, savings and loans, that kind of stuff, those are also governed by the legal reserve. But when it comes to insurance companies, with the legal reserve system, it says, listen, every insurance company out there, for every dollar you have in, in benefits owed to a customer or client, you have to have a dollar in legal reserves. So if you have $100 million worth of clients' money out there, liabilities, benefits to the client, you have to have $100 million of cash reserves to pay off all that potential benefit. Hmm. So that's kind of pretty strong stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, no if you've got cash to back it up. I mean, again, I mentioned the legal reserve system also you know, deals with banks and savings and loans and, and that kind of stuff. It works a little differently. Of course, that's regulated by by what? Everybody's heard of it. You know, a little con- you know, concept called FDIC, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, right? Which, that is nothing more than the government. I mean, the Federal uh, Deposit Insurance Corporation is, is a, kind of a branch of the, of the government, branch of the United States government, and their whole focus is to protect, help protect, you know, depositors' money, right? But it's kind of interesting when you kind of start reading through that, you know, the Federal Reserve Bank, um, you know, based on how much they have to set aside compared to annuity companies is not even the same. So uh, the government's a lot more stronger on a, on a company's insurance companies, annuity companies, to make sure the money's kind of, kind of there, which is, is kind of important. That makes it pretty darn strong. So, Scott, what you're saying is that the government is, is, have, has tighter regulations on companies than it does itself. What? Yeah. Shocking. That's really kind of. And again, I'm, I'm just, just. This is my opinion, generally speaking. Right? But, uh-huh. but you know, I, re- I read off the internet the other day. You know, the, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation (FDIC) is an independent agency of the U.S. government. That's of course there to protect the funds of the bankers, piece, right? Right. But it says FDIC insurance is backed up by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Who's currently now, in, past, in trillions past, and trillions yeah, of debt. Now, in the past, that's been pretty comforting, pretty comforting. And again, I'm not, I'm not anti-government. I'm not saying our government can't no, back us up. But what I'm saying, in the past, it's a little different. But I mean, the, the last time I looked at the U.S. debt, the last time I looked at the U.S. debt, we were $28.5 trillion mm. in debt. So how much credit? <laughs> how much how much credit would you give the U.S. Yeah. government? You know, you know what I'm saying? And again, I'm not beating up the government. I'm just saying, there you go. Now, again, don't take this uh, as me saying, you know, the bank's the bad place to put your money. There's no guarantees. Pull your money out of the banks. That, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, banks are safe and secure, and the, the FDIC does do a wonderful job. In most cases, if a bank would go out of business, you know, they, they are really designed to pay those funds back to the customer very, very quickly. Now, there's no specific time frame that says they have to pay it back, but generally speaking, they do a very good job paying that money back to the customers very, very quickly in the unlikely event that a, you know, a bank in today's society would go out of business. But guess what? Crazy things happen in today's society. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. Crazy, crazy things. Exactly right. So, so, so my point is, listen, but think about this. You know, insurance companies, money in an insurance companies backed up by cash, money in the banks backed up by government insurance. I mean, mm-hmm. You know what? Just take that and <laughs> chew over that for a little while. Do, do, right? do what you want to with that audience. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So a lot of safety and security yeah. in that situation. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty, this has been fantastic. Um, this is. Much needed information. Obviously, the the lesson is speak to a professional. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, this is a possibility for me in my situation. I like the sound of guaranteed income, so on and so forth. You've got to speak to somebody. And we're going to get contact information here at the end of the show for Scotty, for sure. But is there anything else that we need to know before we wrap up today's podcast? 
Well, yeah, yeah, Eric. Uh, one thing that we kind of really didn't talk about yet, and, and that that is a concept called surrender charges. And again, another misconception out there is people think, well, I put my money in, into an annuity and I, I can't touch it for ten years, or I can never get it out, or whatever. Again, just just not an accurate fact. Again, know the product that you're getting into, but generally speaking, most all annuities will have surrender charges. And what that just means is, listen, if you want a better interest rate than you're getting at the seed at the bank then guess what? You have to give it to somebody and let them have it for a little while to get the money back, to earn a higher interest rate, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. So insurance companies will have surrender charges. So it could be a three-year annuity or a five-year or a seven-year or a 10-year annuity. And that just means there's typically typically declining surrender charges over that period of time. But I kind of like this, like surrender charges because guess what? At the end of that surrender charge period, the surrender charges are over, meaning you can take the whole amount out if you want to and no more charges are there. So it's a declining charge, right? But even with the surrender charges, most annuities will give you access to the cash, meaning you know you can take 10% out every single year or some combination thereof. So you do have access to the money. Um, but again, if you want to cash the whole thing out tomorrow, you're going to pay some surrender charges. So in the past, somebody has put money in an annuity and they probably put too much and they had an upcoming expense and they had to cash the whole thing out and they paid a surrender charge. So because of that, guess what? The annuities get a bad rap because of a surrender charge. You know, that wasn't the problem with the annuity. You know, that was a problem with whatever mm-hmm. advisor put this customer in the annuity, right? They should not have done that if the person needed all of the money very, very quickly. But again, think about this. If you had money in a CD, generally speaking, and it was a three-year CD because you wanted to get a better interest rate, and you cash it out before three years, what's going to happen? You're going to have to pay some yeah, of that interest charges. back. You're going to have some type of, of some type of a charge, right? Yeah. At least, at least with this, it disappears. So again, know the product and understand that. And if you can generally earn better interest rates in, in a you know, in a fixed annuity that's got a declining surrender charge, that could be a very good situation. Again, it's got to fit the product that you need, and you got to understand that stuff. And some people don't want to talk about the surrender charges. I do all the time because people kind of need to understand that. Yeah. But I tell people this. Listen, Eric, this money we're talking about, you're going to keep this money someplace anyways, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to cash it all out. You're not going to spend. I mean, most time people saved up their money. That they haven't gone out and spent eighty grand on a new Corvette. They're going to save. They saved it for a long time. They're going to keep it for a long time. So if you're going to keep your money someplace, anyways, if I can show you a way to earn higher interest rates or possibly earn higher interest rates with some other benefits, maybe a tax deferral or something like that, you're going to keep your money someplace, anyways. Doesn't it make sense to get a ma- you know to try to maximize your situation? Yeah, of course. And that's Absolutely. the key. Get, become educated. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And speaking of being educated, that's what this podcast is all about. Now that they're, you know, the audience is educated enough to be dangerous, right? They need yeah. to have a conversation with you. How do they get a hold of you? So, so you can reach me at my website, you know, duckduckplan.com, duckduckplan.com. We got a variety of different educational pieces on there. You can actually schedule a 15 minute call with me. You can click on the link and it'll take you right to my calendar. Take a 15 minute call with me and let's talk through this. Let's talk, maybe you have a new annuity, you're not sure how it, how it's working or how it fits into your program, or maybe you're thinking about, I'd love to have some guaranteed secure income coming in. You know, I'd love to make sure I take no losses with my with my potential investment. I want some guarantees. This may be a product for you. Talk to that person. You give us a call. We'll be able to help you through it. We'll send you out some information. And again, become educated. That's the whole key is learn, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I've spoke about this off air. I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast, but I bought term life insurance years and years and years and years ago uh, from a buddy of mine who just got into the insurance game and he was out of it like eight months later. Well, I still had that 10-year policy 
And the the guy that took over the policy, you know how many times I heard from him in those you know nine years? Probably when it was time to make another commission, maybe? Exactly. Not one time. (laughs) But all of a sudden, about a month before my 10 years was up, uh, all of a sudden this guy's like, oh, hey, how's you and your family and blah, blah. I'd never met the guy. I have no idea who this person is. I'm like, okay, bud. Uh, But I think that that's a lot of people with annuities, too. They got sold an annuity. um, And so if you're listening to this and you were sold an annuity however many years ago and that just kind of the person that sold it to you kind of dropped off the face of the earth please reach out to scotty and his team um like he already made the offer a 15 minute phone call go over what you've got just to see if it's still the right fit see if it's something that you can work with or see if there's something better um i think that that's a a good plan and i hope people do take you up on that offer scotty and and again thank you so much for uh your time today and of course our last thank you always goes to you the listening audience thank you for tuning in and listening to the scotty show with scott leonardi If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Complete Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to The Scotty Show. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.